right, I'm Andy Jenkins. Welcome to episode number one of season four of the Warrior Hope podcast. This is all about our book, Disentangled, which is uniquely uh, not only the latest book that we've released, and, and I'll tell you this, by the time that you are watching every episode of this series, there will be another book on the way because in the same way that we created Warrior Hope, a curriculum to empower veterans to overcome the hurts of the past, step into healing, and then walk forward to the next mission. Uh, and perhaps you've even seen some of the training and a lot of the promotion we do about that. We have gone to Ohio and the St. Louis area and uh, multiple other states, even here in downtown Birmingham, recording and shooting and training and developing and networking and that one is really growing uh, all over. We're developing the same thing for families though that we developed for warriors. Here's the reality. When one person in the family is affected by trauma, everybody in the family is affected. In fact, it's not even trauma specific. You could just say what happens to one of us, it actually happens to all of us. <laughs> I remember years ago, it's been two decades, had the first child born, and I naively thought, oh, you know, we'll just get this thing and take it home. And it's really for a life-changing event. It's when you leave the hospital, not much more than taking a pair of shoes from a department store. They literally just hand you the baby, check and make sure that the car seat is strapped in the correct way, and then you're off, no instruction manual, nothing, and all of a sudden you figure, oh, this baby doesn't sleep through the night, none of us sleep through the night. This baby has to have all this luggage to go on a day trip to the grandparents, oh, all of a sudden, we've got all this luggage, what happens to one affects everybody. In the family. And that's true whether it's a joy or some kind of uh, thing that's part joy and part, oh, figure this out, or whether it's trauma. And so we're developing this curriculum based on our most recent documentary, Trauma Comes Home, about the battle for the warrior family. Now, we just released this, Disentangled in the past year. This is uniquely for the warrior However, it evaluates everything through the lens of Scripture. I'm going to talk to you about it in this episode and entire series. When we were putting this curriculum together, Bob Walter, the founder and president of Crosswinds, and myself, we walked through uh, some of our past curriculum. We walked through some of our previous documentaries. We walked through a lot of historical data and information and what you read about Roman soldiers and what you read about Spartans and what you read about others throughout history, even U.S. history, and then we mined scripture. And so this is a unique book. I'm going to put the link down below to where if you would like this, we'll send you a copy of it. Uh, this is a unique look at warriors and what does the scripture say? How do you really define what a warrior is? How do you uh, understand the struggles that warriors go through. What is it that really a warrior even seeks to achieve? You know, we have all of these questions, and then we talk through, how does the Bible address these? And so here's what I want to do. 
for the next few episodes, I want to walk through the content from this book. Back in the fall, we had people that were asking for, hey, do you, do you have the recorded class of this? Uh, in the same way that we have the recorded course of Warrior Hope. And the reality is we didn't yet have it because we hadn't taught it live enough times. And so I went into my kitchen down the hall. I'm here in my house and I just recorded a webinar style screen share that would take people who were reading the book and wanting to teach the book to their groups uh, from schools or from American Legions or other veteran service organizations or from church groups wanted to be able to just have that screen share available for them until the time when we have kind of a live recording. And so right now I am in the process. I planned to release season four as all these interviews that I started collecting from people in the last oh, probably five, six, seven months, uh, kind of on the tailwind of releasing and screening Trauma Comes Home, our newest film. However, the stories are so incredible, and it was taking me so much time to go through them. I thought, okay, I'm, I'm not going to just rush that out. I'm going to let it take the time it takes. So I've scheduled and calendared in, uh, working through it, almost done. But I decided I'm going to go ahead and release some of the content from Disentangled because I think it's helpful, and at some point we're going to start training live on it. And so I want you to kind of know what you're getting into so that you can come. And then also, um, I would love to send you this book. And would love for you to take advantage of just the special offer that we have down below. Uh, if you are a warrior or someone in your family is, then there are definite things that Scripture outlines about how do we understand this. And it's a metaphor that Paul actually used about the Christian life. So uh, through the series, you're going to see stuff that's a lot, uh, a lot of stories that you're familiar with, but perhaps show them to you with a new lens. Now, here's something else I'm going to do in this series. I'm going to share the screen share with you. So if you're watching, you'll see it. If you're listening and you think, well, hey, I'd like to see what that looks like, uh, then just pop over to the video link. I'll put a link down in the show notes below of the audio and the video so you can kind of bounce back and forth and see or hear or whatever it is. Um, but at the end of each of these episodes, I'm going to roll into the story of a veteran who has faced something similar to what we're discussing in the episode. So here's what you're going to get in this. I'm going to roll through uh, part one of lesson one out of this six lesson book. And then at the end, I'm going to let you hear or see the story unfolding from a Songs of Hope episode uh, where we pull together a veteran and a songwriter and the veteran would tell his story, and then the songwriter would put that to music at a fundraiser that we did. And in this short clip that we would use to introduce the song, this veteran really talks about what does it, what does it mean to become disentangled from everyday civilian life in order to entangle yourself in the military. You'll understand what that means after you listen to this part of the episode that we're going to teach you from the teaching portion. And then he talks about when he came back from Vietnam, he then had to disentangle from being a soldier to re-entangle into civilian life. And that's a metaphor we're going to pick up for the next several episodes. All right, so let me roll into it. I'll put a bunch of links down in the show notes for you below. And uh, here it is, Disentangled. Disentangled. 
Okay, welcome to Disentangled. We are in lesson one. This is the warrior. Now, let me back up for just a bit. Right now, you should have close by somewhere in your hand uh, the Disentangled book, which uh, looks very much uh, just like the cover of uh, everything that you've seen online. Uh, this is really kind of the whole suite of everything that we have. Disentangled comes in a course, which you're on right now. Uh, it comes in a book. It also comes in an audio version of, of that book, which is the Participant Guide. Um, that's what we're going to lead you through right now. And then also there are leader resources that are available for you as um, a leader guide book that's full color, uh, a leader guide uh, training online, leader guide ebook, which you can access. I'm simply telling you that because we're going to go through this from a participant side right now. However, as you go through, what we find is a lot of guys and gals, they walk through this and they think, well, I know this person, that person or another that would probably benefit from this. And we have resources that you can use to help lead them through and serve others. So just kind of by way of showing you a few things, uh, the resources to lead your group, this is the resource that I'm looking at right now while I'm walking you through the participant guide is uh, this leader guide on the inside has all the slides. It even tells you, if you look through the middle of the screen there, uh, some of the things to say, some of the main points, uh, everything that you need to walk people through what I'm going to teach you is all available in the leader resources. So if that is something that you want to do, uh, as you walk through this, invite other people into the process, uh, they can certainly watch the video and gain a lot from that. Uh, this certainly does absolutely work as a self-study. You can get results from doing the hard work on your own. However, I think it is exponentially better if you do this uh, with someone else, with the group. That real quick right there, uh, this is me on the left uh, right there. That's my friend Bob Waldrop, the founder of Crosswinds Foundation for Faith and Culture on the right. Uh, he is the uh, guy that founded this movement and started this 15 years ago as of the recording of this. Uh, I'm the guy that is lucky enough to ride on his coattails and be the co-author of several of these Warrior Hope materials. Um, but just so you can kind of put a face uh, to everything. Uh, that is uh, Bob Waldrop on the book. It says by Bob Waldrop and Andrew Edwin Jenkins. That's Bob right there. And that's me. Okay, so let's get started. First of all, we want to begin this study. It's got three parts to it. If you look in the table of contents up front, uh, it will literally tell you uh, part one is warriors, part two, hope, part three, faith. There are two chapters, six total to each of those. So Warriors, Hope, and Faith, that is the subtitle on the beginning of the book. Um, there is an introduction that I would encourage you to read through um, that will kind of explain where we got that name. And we'll, of course, walk through that uh, as we do the study. Uh, disentangle means this. It, it means to free from entanglement. And just straight from the dictionary, disentangle and untangle those might be synonyms. They suggest painstaking separation of a thing from other things. So disentangling isn't just a always simple, easy process. Sometimes for sure it is, 
But when we really start untangling from the hurts of the past, identifying and then walking into our next mission, I just want to say from the front, this is not a doom and gloom. This is not, you know, to make it overwhelming. This is just to acknowledge the fact that, hey, sometimes uh, there is a process here. Sometimes this takes time. Sometimes, you know, it's two steps forward, one back, three forward, one back, four forward, two back. And you just continually make movement from where you are to where you're designed to be. Uh, there is some effort that is involved. And I really think that's why we came up with the name of, of the book here. Now, there is a key verse that you're going to see over and over throughout this six week. This really is a Bible study. It's going to open up scripture and help you see uh, even some familiar stories in ways that you might not have thought about them before. 2 Timothy 2.4, Paul says, no soldier in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life. Now, Paul is uh, one of the most prolific authors in the New Testament. Luke actually wrote more pages. Paul wrote the most books, started the most churches, went on the most recorded missionary trips, and spent a lot of time because he was imprisoned amidst probably chained to Roman soldiers. He heard the stories. He saw what they went through. Even on his travels, he would have seen Roman soldiers uh, throughout the Pax Romana, the Roman peacekeeping order throughout society. And he highlights this verse that as a warrior, you can probably relate to no soldier in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life. You can be entangled in one or the other, but you can't be entangled in both. And so what a warrior does, we'll look at some of the oaths in a moment, what a warrior does is proactively disentangles from civilian life in order to entangle as being a soldier. Every time we show this slide, it's just straight from the cover of the book. Every warrior in the group knows exactly what this is, concertina wire. And you know that the purpose of this is to build a quick fence, a sharp barrier, so that if someone was trying to attack or even just trying to get into somewhere where they shouldn't be, it would radically slow them down. Uh, it would entangle them. And, and this, this is really a great metaphor here, is, is we, we want to learn to untangle from not bad things. So often emotional health involves untangling from bad things. And maybe an element of that going on here as well with past hurts, but military service, very very brilliant, brave, uh, to be commended. It's not a bad thing you're untangling from. It is untangling so that you can tangle into the next chapter. Now, that said, let's start off with this question, uh, just straight from the chapter title about the warrior. Question is, who is a warrior? Understanding who a warrior really is and what makes a warrior is the focus of this lesson. 
as a warrior, you've probably faced past entanglement of some sort. And we're going to get to it, but but in this lesson, we really want to identify who is a warrior. Now think about think about this. Just a couple questions for you. Does wearing a uniform make you a warrior? Does living on a base make you a warrior? Does completing basic training make you a warrior? Does being on mission make you a warrior? Now, in your in your head right there, you might be thinking, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. And here, here's what maybe you would highlight is these things are actions warriors do. Warriors wear uniforms, warriors live on bases, warriors complete basic training, warriors are on mission. So all of these things are associated with being a warrior, but they do not make you the warrior. Let, let me show you what I mean. There are two factors that identify a warrior we're going to look at over the next few pages of your book. Uh, warriors are united by a common oath. I'm, I'm on page 27 is where this discussion starts. It goes on through page 35, by the way, if you're following along in your book. Warriors are united by a common oath. Warriors are also united by a common purpose. Now, I want to talk through both of these. They're united by a common oath and a common purpose. Let's take on the first one. Warriors are united by a common oath. Uh, warriors, regardless of what branch in which they serve throughout the military, are required to take an oath. And what I want to show you is this is absolutely nothing new. Now, uh, right here, the enlistment oath, uh, this is one that you see throughout all the branches in the military. You might even know it by heart. I, your name, do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend. Now notice those words right there, support or defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, and that I will obey the orders of the President of the United States and the orders of the officers appointed over me according to the regulations and the Uniform Code of Military Justice, so help me God. Everybody, man and woman, who enlists to serve in the U.S. military takes some version of this oath. Now, the, the National Guard uh, adds language of referring to the governor and the state, for instance, but this is common language. Now, notice the Army Soldier's Creed, because now we take another oath. We, we take a branch specific oath uh, that really gets a little bit more definite towards what you're going to be doing. I'm an American soldier. I'm a warrior and a member of a team. I serve the people of the United States and live the army values. I will always place the mission first. I will never accept defeat. I will never quit. I will never leave a fallen comrade. I'm disciplined physically and mentally tough, trained and proficient in my warrior tasks and drills. I always maintain my arms, my equipment, and myself. I am an expert and I am a professional. 
I stand ready to deploy, engage, and destroy the enemies of the United States of America in close combat. I'm a guardian of freedom and the American way of life. I am an American soldier. Now, again, if you were not in the Army, could, could have been Marine, Air Force, Navy, Coast Guard. Everyone that serves takes these two oaths. Uh, something that's broader, that's either national or National Guard to the state, and something military branch specific. Let me show you some commonalities, though. Uh, here's what you see in these oaths. Uh, the oath on the left, the, the military oath, uh, talks about supporting and defending. It talks about true allegiance and faith and obeying orders. The Soldier's Creed mentions that you're a member of a team, the guardian of freedom. You never quit. You never leave a comrade. You stand ready. The mission is first. Here's... Something I want to show you, though, that's incredibly interesting, uh, and all the oaths are going to be similar. So, so you might have served in another branch, and you're kind of looking and going, well, th yeah, those are some of the emphases of my oath. They, they, they're all very similar, and here's where it gets interesting. You see the Oath of Ephesus from the 4th century B.C., 400 years before the time of Christ. Uh, this is... A historical oath. Now, now notice, I will not bring disgrace upon my shield and the rest of my gear, which are sacred for me. And I will not abandon the fighter who stands next to me. No, no matter where I'm stationed in the battle line, I will protect all things that are sacred and all things that are divinely sanctioned for human use. The land of my ancestors I will leave to the next generation in a condition that is not diminished, but instead greater and better than it had been before. Now, this preceded modern warfare by 2,000 years, yet it looks very similar. Um, we continue reading. It says, I, I will do so both by myself and together with everyone else. And I will really listen to those who are authorized year after year to bring things to completion with sound mind. And I will also listen to the laws that have been set and to whatever laws will be set with sound mind for the rest of time. If anyone tries to destroy them, I will prevent it both by myself and together with everyone else. Now, notice here on the left side of the screen, the Soldier's Creed. And on the right side, the Oath of Ephesus, lots of similarities. For instance, the member of a team, and I've just kind of pulled these out of the order that they are in, in the oath. So they're not in the same order here on the list. But no, notice on the Soldier's Creed, it talks about being on the member of a team. Oath of Ephesus, the fighter next to me. A, a guardian of freedom. Uh, the Oath of Ephesus says, protect all things. Uh the Soldier's Creed, you never quit. The Oath of Ephesus, it becomes a way of life. The Soldier's Creed, you never leave a comrade. Again, back to the fighter next to me. You stand ready or you honor the shield, the mission first. It becomes a way of life. You leave things better. Here's what we're getting at is there is 
a common thread that defines the essence of who a warrior is. The weapons of warfare have changed. The tactics and strategy are now different, but the essence of who a warrior is and what a warrior endures, those are consistent over time. And so when we look in history, here's what we're going to drive at over the next several lessons. When you look in history, you're going to find some common themes. When you look through the scripture, because this is a Bible study, you're also going to identify and be able to make application of some things that are radically similar. Now, let me show you a verse from 2 Samuel 11. Uh, 11. We're going to get back and study this later on. You, you might know the story of David and Uriah, David and Bathsheba. Uh, Uriah was one of King David's elite warriors, known as the Mighty Men. You read about them in 2 Samuel 23, 8 through 38. While he was away fighting Uriah, we'll come back to this story later, David impregnated Uriah's wife, Bathsheba. Upon learning that Bathsheba was pregnant, David called Uriah back from the front lines, thinking that Uriah would sleep with his wife. Um, that would then be the cover-up of what David had done, because everybody just assumed the child was then Uriah's. Now, this verse right here, uh, it's in your manual. It's quoted on page 31 there in the text. It highlights Uriah's response when David brought him back home from the battle. We're going to come back to this in lesson four. But here is Uriah's response as a warrior who has taken an oath. Notice the similarities here with some of the things that we've already read about the national oath, the enlistment oath, that is, about the soldier's creed. And the oath of Ephibes. Notice the common threads. He says, the ark and Israel and Judah are staying in temporary shelters. They're living in tents in the field while they're at war. And my Lord Joab, that's his commanding officer, and the servants of my Lord are camping in the open field. Shall I then go to my house to eat and to drink and to lie with my wife? By your life and the life of your soul. And he's telling this to his king. I will not do this thing. So the king has invited him to go to his house while he's there. David has called him home under false pretense. Uriah has no idea, but he's still so upstanding and so committed to the oath that he's not going to take this action while others are at battle. Now, page 31 in your book, there's space for you to answer this. Why do you think the modern oaths are so similar to the ancient warrior ways? And just fill it in the blank there, because when we began this section of this lesson, we said that two factors identify a warrior. Number one, they're united by a common oath. Number two, they are tied together by a common purpose. I don't have much of a story. No one knows who I am. Even if I told you, I know you wouldn't understand. Okay.
some guy who just went and answered the call, wasn't looking to be famous, wasn't looking to make medals, but just did the job that needed to be done. I was proud of it. Yeah. Wasn't looking for fame or nothing like that, just always wanted to be a soldier since a child, and that's what I did. I wasn't doing it for fame or nothing like that, just it was my calling. Outstanding song. I mean, there's a lot of people that served. Wasn't looking for fame and fortune, but they, they answered what their country needed, what our country needed. This one was easier to write. I mean, sometimes when it's sometimes write with the wrong person or something, but it gets it gets hard because you're trying to find things in and out and everything. But yeah, he helped you do it. We had said some things that were just, as soon as you said it, I went, remember that, remember that, you know, those kind of things. And all I did was just write down what we wrote, <laughs> what we talked about, really. <laughs> Essentially. You know? So it was a pretty easy write, you know. You know? The melody is natural and normal for me. You know, it's not hard, one hard, it's hard to remember, you know, with all the highs and lows and stuff. The, you know, the thing is that, well, this song is me too. I mean, I, I, when I joined, I wasn't looking to be famous. <clears throat> I really wasn't looking for adventure. You know, it turned out to be that. But I wasn't looking for glamour, fame, and all that stuff. I just, I knew it was what I wanted to do. You know, I grew up in it and uh, followed my father's footsteps. You know, the songwriting thing is a, is a fluke. <laughs> it's a fluke thing for me, I guess. You know? But. Like a burden lifted? Like a lightning? You know? Yeah. I thank God that he lets me do what I do. You know? Did y'all come up with a name for this song? Yeah, it's called Proud of Me. The name's what? Proud of Me. Proud of Me.